welcome into another season of the Red Out Podcast. My name is Devin. Uh, you may hear my wife in the background complaining about the diaper issue we're having. Uh, but let's get started. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. I am not ashamed to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you were wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy so go to betterhelp.com slash redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, thank you, BetterHelp. We appreciate your support. Um, hopefully continued support. I haven't talked to them this year, so we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> just assume the link works. Yeah, we'll just assume. I'll send, her, I'll send her an email later. Be like, hey, is the episode good? And if she's like, huh? Who are you? Then I know I'm in trouble. Uh, so, no intro. Maybe safe card will step in and right now. sponsor bud. Do what? I said maybe safe card will step in and sponsor bud. Ooh, yeah, that'd be nice. I'll take a state yeah. guard. State guard. Excuse me. Safeguard, <laughs> sir. Safeguard. I'm yeah, sorry. That's like I'll give you one dollar now for that. There's your sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, my price, whatever you're going to charge, went down about twenty percent. Keep it. See, up. I figured my price would go up because I got the name wrong. So that's yeah, what I figured. Oh, you're paying me? Okay. I mean, I'm good with that. Yeah, I would probably have to pay you to be a sponsor now. So, um, sounds <laughs> deal. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, I hope you all have had a nice summer. Uh, I know Matt's been doing a lot of articles with the Tower Rack, and Jared's been working with them a lot too. Uh, so you can catch their stuff there. Uh, so, Jared, what have we missed? For those of us just waking up from our rock and not checking any WKU news. Man, uh, first of all, that's pretty disappointing if you're not because you want to stay informed. Obviously, you can follow the towel rack, and that's what we're here for. We will keep yes. you informed throughout the whole season. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard looking at when we signed off in like late March, early April, and looking at things now. I mean, there's definitely a lot. Obviously, the biggest thing in the forefront right now is football. Of course, Saturday, playing Austin P at home, 11 in the morning. Uh, very first college football game of the 2022 season is WKU versus Austin P. I think that's pretty cool that it's basically kicking off the football season. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's been a pretty good quarterback battle, which we'll talk about. Um, we have a bunch of new pro tops in the NFL. Bailey Zappi, he got drafted. Um, D'Angelo Malone did as well. Jareth Stearns is trying to earn a roster spot. So we got a lot, of new, a lot of new guys that are going to be trying to stay on a roster, hopefully make the cut. Um, of course, basketball. I mean, there's still additions happening with that as of yesterday, which is insane. <laughs> Getting Emmanuel Akat from Boise State, going to be transferring, of course, Deontay Allen, or Dante Allen and uh, Christian Lander from um, – well, Allen was from UK and Lander's from Indiana – so some power five guys. I think this is going to be a really talented roster for Stansberry. I really don't want to see him blow it. <laughs> I really don't. 
would you say this, expectations are so low? So would you low. say this is the uh, one of the best talented rosters he's had? Oh, easily, easily. No question. Um, yeah, no question. I completely agree. Um, sorry, I'm making notes because I'm trying a new format on YouTube. Uh, trying to have some actual like visual things for our YouTube listeners and watchers, and uh, so they can actually kind of keep up and follow along with what we're talking about. Um, so I know we'll get into the, the quarterback discussion a little bit later, but my question is, I heard this through Louisville media that, that Austin Reed, uh, basically, I won't say he won the spot, but, uh, but basically, uh, Doge got pissed because somebody put on Instagram. (laughs) Yes. That somebody got pissed that, uh, he, um, uh, that they liked how Austin Reed was playing and all this. It's true or false? I don't know. I haven't. I, I haven't, I haven't heard, heard that. that through any Bowling Green media, but I heard it from Louisville, and I was like, essentially, like one of the players posted how great Reed was doing and how they loved you know him at quarterback and playing QB one, and apparently Doge was like, well, if you don't like me, then I'm going somewhere else. I guess I'll go to Troy. <laughs> Basically, so imagine going to your thought process there. I, oh, I don't know about land at Troy. That's where he landed. So it was like, <laughs> uh, conveniently but, yeah. plays us October 1st. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be a very interesting thing. I wonder how much the uh, student section is going to handle that. Yeah, it's going to be, fun. Well, they'll probably be absent by then, but uh, <laughs> probably if yeah. it's the first half, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. That's um, true. Uh, so. Trying to get some recap here, Matt. Well, uh, how are you feeling okay. going into football season? Good, man. Um, are we getting straight into football, or are we? There was a bunch of other stuff that happened in the summer. I didn't know if you want. You go to... right ahead and talk okay, about man. whatever you'd like, buddy. Okay, buddy. I'll be quick because uh, <laughs> you said there's a lot no. to, to go over tonight. Um, oh no, you go right ahead. <laughs> I was thinking about. I wrote down a list because it was like one of the craziest summers ever. <laughs> As a Western fan, like just all kinds of stuff going on. Um, there was Paul Sanderford, uh, finally being put in the women's basketball hall of fame. Um, volleyball has got a new court. Have you seen that? That thing looks pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited to possibly see it sometime this year. Uh, they approved, uh, um, because of the, the conference mates leaving and paying money, they approved a softball and soccer complex so they can actually have locker rooms. Um, in, they approved indoor practice facility for football, and uh, and then the baseball has a new coach. That was what I had. So it was just a lot of just crazy stuff going on in the summer that I thought we ought to we ought to mention. So, oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, Lots of big news. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, volleyball needs their own needs a new court or it needs their own court. Either way, mm-hmm. um, I mean, with the success they've had, I mean, you've got to give it to them, right? Yeah, I mean, they've been ranked, like, I think I was looking at it, uh, like, three years in a row or something. Just like yeah, they and they've been out of the rankings at all in several years. And they've gone so. fairly far into the um, tournament every year, too. So, I mean, that's that's exciting. So, um, so what's the new baseball coach's name? Is it Mark Rardin? It's hard to say. 
<laughs> something like that. I haven't looked it up yet. I, I, honestly, I'm. I'm. That's kind of what we take our mark. Uh, let me. It's gonna be like something like Bob. Mark. It's Mark Rarden. <laughs> mark Rarden. A lot of R's. Rarden. Yeah. Like Rar. So have you gotten so so Matt? Have you gotten out of uh, Facebook jail yet? Uh, no. As far as I know, I'm like. Good. So I had to create this new Facebook because you know. Uh, well, well, uh, you got getting hacked. hacked. And, yeah, yeah. You know, they seriously quote, tried quote to hacked. anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Quote unquote. <laughs> somebody seriously, somebody seriously hacked into my Facebook somehow. And posted like this awful, like child porn kind of stuff on my profile. It really and, like, wasn't it was... hard to guess your password was one two three four five Go six. Go tops one two three four. Yeah, <laughs> tops, <laughs> toppers, whatever. Yeah, I really should work on that. But uh, anyway, at least add your social security number in there for good measure. Yeah, uh, there, right. there you go. So anyway, these people got a hold of my um, like my bank account stuff and they started trying to charge on our Facebook ad stuff. Whatever. So yeah, I created a new Facebook profile. So now that I'm adding the friends that, you know, Facebook deleted my profile from, uh, because the only way you can appeal is, do you disagree with this decision? Yes. And you say yes. And then it's like, (laughs) all right, thanks. We'll let you know. We'll check out the (laughs) post that you posted to see if it's horrible or not. (laughs) It's it's child pornography. Anyway, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm still in Facebook jail because I keep adding friends, <laughs> and I keep forgetting. Like I get on, I'm like, oh, I like that post, like it. It's like you're suspended, and it like restarts the timer of however many days or weeks that I'm not allowed to touch Facebook. Oh, that's Man. hilarious. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> Good times. Honestly, like I for enjoyed myself. my 1500 like business page getting orphaned <laughs> well that that does suck i'll give you that but like personally like i haven't even been on facebook in forever i i just i'm a tick i just do tiktok now i just that's where i get my stuff and i'll go on facebook I finally, every now and then. I finally did get on the talk tick finally you did good uh, congratulations yeah i need to i need to find you Devin. yes yes got, i've been getting some views bro Oh, have you? Oh, you. So you do videos? See, I don't do videos. I just watch. Oh, I don't. just watch just... videos. I just. I'll sit oh. there for hours, not realizing I'm still watching the same crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like, anyway. I just click Thursday. Oh my God! Yes. So I'm making notes right. that Matt Matt has child porn addiction. <laughs> oh Lord. God. You got to see if the thing yeah, for better help still works. I am a business professional right? in the Bowling Green area. Quit spreading rumors that I'm a pervert. <laughs> Gosh. You know, oh, the sad thing is, yeah, you're the killing sad part me, is like, the I'm, sad I'm part talking is. about sponsoring your daggum show and you're saying I'm a porn addict. Like, Nobody's going to want to Listen to the show. We keep saying I'm a pervert. And you bring me on every week. Come on, man. Uh, no, the, uh, the the bad part is, you're, is you're, you know somebody's going to be like walking down. Here, they're going to be walking. They're going to. Well, the thing is, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to be like walking into the stadium with their kid, and they see you, and they like 
pull the kid to the other side or something, you know, and I'm going to be like, you're going to be like, they listen to the podcast. That's what, that's what's going on. And I cannot find this lady's name. Well, how did you spell it? What is, um, you said Paul Sanford was the, uh, the women's. Sanford. Sanderford. Yeah. Sanderford. Sanderford. Okay. If it's spelled wrong, I'm blaming you. Yeah, I'm trying to do like this whole visual aspect. So I'm trying to keep notes going as I'm doing this. So it's going to be kind of redundant after a while. Uh, But anyway. Okay. I'm sure our listeners can't wait for more redundancy. (laughs) Oh, I mean, (laughs) at some point we're going to go off the rails. So might as well be now. Might as well get it out of the Um, way. You're the the one bringing up Facebook. I do appreciate the chance. Hey, you told me to. You told me to. You cleared your name. Yeah. Yeah, and thanks. And uh, but you, anyway. you, I'm a pervert. Thanks. So has the indoor facility for football opened up yet? No, they haven't even... I don't even think they've started construction or anything. Yeah, it's they just, haven't even... It's just ground. approved. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, it was just approved. Okay. I was going to say, I, obviously, I don't live in the Bowling Green area, so I don't go by there. So. Yeah, and keep in mind, too, they approved it years ago, and the medical center backed out, and it never happened, so... It's still a well, long see, process. Didn't, to actually wasn't that make like our time? Happen. Wasn't that yeah, like it was Matt like Matt right did? at the end? Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but it was like right at the end of when I was there. So way after you were gone, uh, <laughs> you know, because I was there for eighty-five years. Um, Me and you both. So don't worry. I don't remember exactly. When I was there during. Yeah. I was there during uh, the Beatles and stuff. The national and you championship. Got yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Beatles! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's because I'm so old. He had spunk. Let me tell you what. That fight could sure get boys in shape. Um, anyway. Uh, so I do you remember think it was Virgil Livers. Do you think it was a good choice for Western to part ways with their former coach in baseball? Who's going first? Matt. Matt. <laughs> okay. I'll let you go first. Well, yeah, you I mean, it up. yeah. I mean, it was, I think it was overdue. I mean, he was, <laughs> he was doing the, um, the Stansberry without the, the flash, like kind of hanging around and having an excuse to not get fired. Um, yeah. but like it was really bad, like not even making the conference tournament ever or very rarely bad. I mean, it was, yeah, it was awful. And he, he had several times that he probably should have been fired. And even when he got on campus, he started out with a DUI, whatever. And I don't know how he lasted as long as he did, but I know he was loved by a lot of donors, but yeah, I think it yeah. was, I thought it was time and it's a really good hire. I like the guy. I like Rodden a lot. Yeah. He, I mean, he seems like a pretty good guy from everything I've read about him. So there's that. Yeah. He's definitely winning the press conference, so to speak. Like he, he really is kind of, he's like somebody you want to listen to. Um, yeah. It's really exciting to, to hear him talk. Like I really like where it's going. Uh, honestly, like that's half the battle for coaches, you mm-hmm. know, is the media because you've got to keep up that image of, you know, this is what we're doing. Yada, yada, yada. Um, I mean, when's the last time baseball was visible 
at all. Like you, you had some of his stuff that was kind of like actual news instead of completely invisible on campus. It was yeah. nice to see. Yeah. And I, yeah. Um, but because, and, and that's what kills me is like, you've got UK and U of L who aren't necessarily like baseball powerhouses, but they do really well every year. And, you know, they've got their own little sections, you know, the students sit in and everything else. And, you know, you have not a great turnout, but a fairly decent turnout for baseball in those venues. And Western could too. I mean, you could definitely have, you know, baseball being a contributing sport for Western. And you just got to get the right people yeah. in there. Well, I mean, when, when it was, uh, you know, right around when we were both there, Western baseball was pretty good. And it was... Yes right after they built the hot rods park and they were, we were packing out or not packing out, but it was like pretty full um, yes. in the hot rod stadium and people actually went and it was exciting. And then it just, you know, once Pulaski got there, it just really went downhill and just, they couldn't, there was no point in even having anything outside of the Western baseball stadium. Cause nobody was showing up cause no one really even knew what was going on. So, yeah, hopefully yeah. it'll turn around. Jared, what do you think, bud? Baseball is not my strong suit, but <laughs> it was definitely a good decision to move on from Klauski, obviously. I mean, I feel like he definitely underperformed and made baseball a little more invisible than it used to be. So hopefully Rardin can kind of get back to that and maybe just kind of revamp things, maybe get a little more, more out there in Bowling Green, try to invite people to more games so like what taggart would do just screaming in the center of campus just telling oh, everybody about oh, it. Oh. <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> at least do something try though. to get some try to get something you know matt let me tell you the, the worst part for me we all do blue <laughs> the worst part for me with taggart wasn't you know it wasn't even the fact that um you know he would talk he'd be so loud during practice and then he would do media interviews and he'd be like guys we're doing good and you're like come on coach i know you know it's probably like some like anxiety or something or nervousness but it's like come on just speak up it's just a bunch of media (laughs) it's like ricky bobby (laughs) you know like before he got cocky you know like I don't think that car ran pretty good. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> basically. basically. Uh, man, Taggart, dude. Uh, I know we've talked about this before, so I don't want to just go, go over it every time we ever mention him, but like, we would be so confused <laughs> during practice. He just like screams stuff ah! out and he loved. Change. What? <laughs> Sudden change? What? <laughs> and then Wells is like, yeah. why are we snapping? Because no one understands the head coach in the 80 yards opposite direction. And he's screaming at us for not understanding what he's saying currently, so we're just standing there trying to figure out where to go. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, dude. God, those were good times, though. Especially at the beginning. like He started figuring out what he was saying after a while, but like in the beginning, man, it was like trying to try to understand Chinese while operating football practice. I guess. Dude, it was oh. like, we got dropped off in, in Beijing and they're 
you know, it just <laughs> so great. So great. Good times. Um, yeah, <laughs> such great times. Um, I actually did get an article from one of our listeners uh, about Taggart and being one of the shortest lived coaches at a school. And of course I saw this stat, I think on ESPN and it was talking about how in the span of 365 days, Taggart had three jobs. Um, like, um, just, and, and this isn't quite accurate. I think it was, I think he started the new job in December technically. Uh, so at one point, I'll just say like December 5th, he was at South Florida, December 6th, like contract wise, he was with Oregon. And then Mm -hmm. before the year was up, he was at Florida state, which Mm -hmm. I mean, grand scheme of things, like if it had worked out for him, he would still be at Florida state. So, Oh yeah. That was his, his dream job. I think he just, yeah. uh, He had like that time period that he had to tear a program down and then build it back up, and I don't think they gave him that at Florida State. So. No, you had well, to either. got impatient and ran him out. Yeah. Well, that's Florida State is a – they like to think of themselves like a football school. Um, and, and traditionally, you know, Bobby Bowden, you know, Jimbo, they were. But I think Jimbo kind of – he knew what was about to happen, so he's like, I'm out. He's like, they're not going to do anything next year, so I'm getting out of here. And you know Taggart sliding right into it, he didn't he didn't have a chance. Without without I a few years of support, sure. without a few years of support, he didn't have a chance. Yep. Uh, so anyway, uh, Jared, mm-hmm. what do you think of the new coach? Have I asked you yet for baseball? Yes. Oh, I mean, like I said, I don't really keep up with baseball as much, but I mean, he seems like he's going to be doing a pretty solid job. I mean, I think that he can kind of revamp the culture, try to get people excited about it again and hopefully build something. So, I mean, he's already gotten some new commits and stuff that I've seen. I have been keeping up with those and stuff. So that's always good. You know, yeah. like I said, baseball, congratulations. Hope they do well. Um, and if they start doing well, I guess we'll start talking about it more. If you look at his resume, though, man, like 12 JUCO College World Series. Wow. Um, three National Coach of the Year honors. Um, That's yeah, impressive. Where, um, yeah, three national championships. I mean, he uh, 74% winning percentage in postseason play. I mean, he's... And here's the thing in baseball, you kind of have to be able to get out and find like diamonds in the rough, especially at Western. And who yeah. would be better than that than a guy from the middle of Iowa in Juco? So I think it's really good. Yeah. I like him a lot. Man. I, so. I, I, I think you're right. Um, and uh, honestly, like the past, what, 10 years or so, Western's not been a traditional powerhouse in baseball. So, you know, this is, this is good. I mean, if, if he can come in and, be successful at Western, then by all means. Um, excuse me. Um, so basketball updates. Yes. Mm, Go into basketball. Jared, do you want to lead us off? <laughs> sure. Um, so obviously we all know how this past season ended uh, losing to Louisiana tech. And some more off season news is that Lofton is gone. Thank God he's on the Grizzlies now. 
So he's professional. He won't be able to do college anymore. So that helps us in the long run. But so I, I like a lot of the additions that Stansberry has got. Dante Allen from UK, obviously pretty good. Um, Christian Lander from Indiana, he kind of underperformed there. I mean, he'll probably come off the bench here, but still some power five experience. Was I think he was like a four or five star recruit too out of high school. So, uh, and of course, the most recent, Emmanuel Akat, that was amazing being able to pick up someone. He's got a lot of size. He's like 6'8", uh, pretty good three-point shooter, averaged about 10 points last season at Boise State, was going to go to Memphis and flipped to WKU literally like a couple days ago. So, another good addition, of course, uh, Hamilton is back, Frampton is back, um, of course, McKnight, he's going to be back. And Sharp, that was one of the other things that I guess that happened over the over over the mm-hmm. uh, this Sharp and Hamilton, break. really. Yeah, well, especially Sharp. Like I thought Sharp was as good as gone because we had heard mm-hmm. a lot of things of how a certain SEC school was trying to secure the bag for him and try to give him a bunch of NIL money to enter the transfer portal and come to the go to there. So thankfully, he he did enter the transfer portal, and I thought he was a goner. But he actually did decide to stay with Western at the end of everything. So being able to hold on to one of the most intriguing center prospects in college basketball is definitely a great thing because, I mean, 7'5", you can't teach 7'5", and he's an athletic 7'5". He's not like a Taco Fall 7'5 that takes forever to run from one side of the court to the other. Like, he's got a lot of athleticism, uh, incredible shot blocker and everything. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he'll look in another season uh, under Stansberry. I think him and uh, McKnight and Hamilton and Frampton, that's a lot of the same guys from last season, but you add good additions like Akat and Lander and Allen potentially off of the bench from what I've heard. And also, I mean, you still have Jordan Rawls coming back from uh, Georgia mm-hmm. State. or uh, Yeah, he transferred back to WKU. So I think this is about as deep of his team that Stansberry has had. Of course, it is the end of August, and we know anything can happen between now and the beginning of November. <laughs> but, I mean, Matt. I'm actually <laughs> like hopeful. Yeah, because, I mean, this the thing is, is that I feel like this the past four seasons have just been on repeat. Just like Western gets all these good players in in the offseason and then have such high expectations and everyone's bought in. They get a few good Power 5 wins in the non-conference and then uh, still get in conference play, do okay, and end up losing in the conference championship game with a tournament run. That's been our life for way too long, and I really hope that that cycle can get broken this season because I think basically everyone is fed up at this point. So I think Stansberry, if the, unless there's some type of injury or something, which is you can't control, like this has to be like he has. This is the best roster he's had. He has to be able to coach them and use these players and go more than just mm-hmm. seven guys deep and actually trust his bench to do things. So this is definitely going to be a year where I expect a lot more than I have the past couple of seasons, just for the sheer amount of talent that this team has. Yeah. This, yeah, and that's what we were talking about today. Um, I mean, not even, not even just the his starting five, but he's got talent in his back five, and that's just, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's he can go more that, than ten deep if he wanted to. Yeah, and, but but I mean, Rawls is probably sorry, Devin. No, Rawls no, no, is you're probably good. not even gonna see the court. 
I would guess. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe he's improved so much or whatever, but like he was a starter when he was here, and now he's probably not going to be in the top like eleven or twelve players on the team. Like that. And another thing I forgot to mention too is that Davion McKnight actually got to go to one of Damian Lillard's summer camps, so that's pretty awesome for him to work with one of the best point guards in the NBA and actually learn a little bit from somebody like that. So that's also really sick that our starting point guard has some experience with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm actually making notes on the Formula Zero camp. Well, okay, I'll take a different angle to what Jared was saying while you're doing that, Dev. Um, Go ahead. You know, like, I, I feel like <laughs> I, I get Jared's negativity, man. I've been all up on that the last few years like i totally get that but i do think you got to give rick some serious credit i mean they've obviously been killing themselves this this offseason with all this work and all the production of getting all these players in and keeping sharp and i think hamilton kind of came back because he didn't have any decent options but still i mean he may go from starter this year to I think he may start anyway, but maybe. But uh, there are other options out there that he may not even be the, you know, a top five best player on this team from last year, this year, even though he's a returning starter and a senior. Um, And uh, just I'm really excited to see, hopefully, you know, like we've had rosters melt down from this point going forward with Rick Stansbury. So God only knows. But if we can keep who we've got until the beginning of the year, maybe a few fall off because they finally realize, oh, uh, I can't play on a team with all four and five stars. Um, yeah, we'll but... get PT. But uh, yeah, I think if we can keep some semblance of a roster together, I mean, <laughs> this guy's limit keep... as long as Rick can not alienate players or you know play a rotation deeper than six or seven because there's zero reason that we should have a, a short bench this year. There's no way you can make that argument that it's not a good idea to play your talent. There's so much there. So, yeah, there's... And I like the Juco guys there too. That's a sneaky catch, I think, um, is that both of those guys can shoot. They're Juco, so they should be able to come in with experience um, and provide some more depth that with some size. So my, th- my question is, I'll ask both of you individually um, with the, with the new NIL, how is, I mean, obviously sharp wasn't getting the money he wanted going on the road. He wanted to stay here at Western, but like, how is this NIL going to affect us in the future? I mean, I feel like it's going to hurt us. Uh, Matt go first. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think it depends. I think if we start winning and we, you know, we make it and, and break through to the tournament and stuff, I think you're going to have more people wanting to jump on and sponsor and, you know, work with the players and stuff like that. Um, you know, if we made a big run to the Sweet 16, Elite 8, whatever, um, you know, that that well, would that would be easier to get money out of it. Yeah, but I said it, if, yeah. if we don't break through, I think, of course, it's it's terrible for 
for mid major programs or, or people that like, we just don't have the, the donors that like a Texas or, or, you know, USC UK. or whoever is going to, yeah. UK, whatever is going to be UCLA, able to throw yeah. all kinds of money at kids, Alabama football, whatever, you know, yeah. there's no way our guys are making, you know, a million dollars a year. They might be, you know, getting some of the best ones might be making a decent, you know, like above minimum wage income, <laughs> but uh, for Seriously. a college kid, but they they probably are not raking in tens of thousands of dollars a month um, in sponsorship deals. So, of course, I Jared, think it's what do you think? Bud? A great thing. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, I agree with most of that, but Sorry. also, I don't think is. I mean, it's, especially with Stansberry, I don't think he's having any problems getting people here, and. I mean, that's a good thing, but it might become an issue for someone that wants to stay and they know that they could be getting money. Like if they're more money driven, then they might want to go elsewhere. But I mean, it hasn't been too much of an issue, I think, yet that we might lose people for NIL. I mean, Sharp was the closest that we've come to that. And I know that there's uh, most of the team is uh, sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. Like that's one of the NIL deals that pretty much all of them have. I know that one of the lawyers in Bowling Green too is helped with some of them. I don't know about some of the other sponsors. I know that McKnight he was selling some of his own merchandise and like shirts and stuff. So that was one a direct way that you could actually help support simply him. mulch. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just anything. I mean, any type of side hustle. I mean, I feel bad for Jared Savage. He could have had his lawnmowing thing the whole time. He could have been in college and just advertised that and everything. But, I mean, this is such a new thing. And even for, like, musicians, I don't think we really have any on our team. But, like, if someone wanted to go play a show and get money for it in town, they could do that. Who's that that one baseball player? Sorry. There's a baseball player that's a country star-ish now. Um, yeah, and you couldn't really was, do both uh, beforehand. Yeah. So that's one yeah. of the things that's cool is that it does open a lot of new avenues of revenue for the players to just help them out and make them feel appreciated by the community. That's why I was really intentional trying to plug McKnight stuff, hoping people would actually get something because, I mean, mm-hmm. imagine being your star point guard and you're loved by everyone in this community and then you're like hey you should buy a shirt with my name on it and nobody wants to buy it how would that make you feel so i mean it's kind of up to yeah. us too to still try to send that love back to them make sure we appreciate the players we got so i mean a little bit of the balls in our court too so i don't know i mean i still think yeah. stansbury won't have an issue getting people here it's just maybe keeping them more than a season or two but i mean college basketball is a result revolving door at this point anyway so i don't really think it matters yeah, I, I agree with I agree with that last statement. I I definitely agree with that last statement because, you know, I always thought it was ridiculous. There was a um, I saw a story where there was a football player. He was a punter for UK who did YouTube videos and tutorials on you know for high school kids, middle school, whatever, on punting, just so they can you know they can learn some some tips and stuff from a you know a collegiate athlete. And the NCAA came down on him and said, you got to take it down because you can make money from that. And that's not fair. And I'm like, it's a YouTube channel, you know? I mean, yeah, he can make money off of it. But at the same point, like you think you would want to support him and say, yeah, this is great. This is helping the sport, but no, you've got to take it down because you're making money. 
And I, I just never agreed yeah. with it. Um, honestly, like if I'm a college athlete right now, I'm going for Trent betting. I'm just saying. Mm. The greatest NIL deal I've seen so far is I think he's just a random player at Nebraska. It's like DeColdest. That's his name. And he signed with some local AC company and was talking yes. about how like they're DeColdest. That's one of the great that that is why NIL exists. That is why we need this. It's just for that. Wow. It was incredible. See, we also honestly Taco like <laughs> Yeah. He would have gotten so much money. So See, much money. Me like tacos. You're missing the best one, Forest Lamp, right there. Boom. Yeah, I mean, he could have done that when he was in college. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. is sponsored by Lamps Plus. Lamps Plus. Went pros, he was sponsored by Lamps Plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lamps Plus. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, he was Lamps Plus. Hey, Forest. Um, Every time I saw him, I'd be like, "Hey, Forest." <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure he just loved that, didn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. I bet he got it a lot, though. Um, but. Probably. Anyway, I mean, that's some awesome news for basketball. Um, the thing I'm probably not really concerned about right now is what I'm always concerned about with Stansbury is the bench. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think so. he knows the bench exists. Yeah, he and doesn't trust them historically. He do- Well, he doesn't. He never goes to the bench. If he does, it's a minute or two, and then your starter's right back in, which – some no. coaches can do that, and that's fine. But you don't get when you've got this much talent. You've got to spread it around. And the um, guys we can trust can't trust anybody. Gotta and that's build my trust thing, over time. I, I just don't think he's got the. I don't think he either trusts them or he's just he's one of these that he's like I'm going to put him out there and these five are going to do it unless you know somebody breaks their neck and then. There's, we're going to send somebody else And then we, yeah, exactly. And then we crash and burn as soon as we get into any type of tournament because all of our starters have been playing 40 minutes a game. Exactly. Or 20,000. Go back and look at, uh, go back and look. Every um, tournament UAB for the past five a, years. Yeah, right. UAB played a three overtime game against middle uh, in the semis and then came back and beat La Tech in an offensive game. Why is that? Because they had freaking depth. And Western legs. is yeah is dead at the end of the year, and they fizzle out because you know you refuse to play guys both in the tournament and leading up to the tournament because you're down to six people that you quote unquote trust, but they're yep. dead. They can't do anything at that point. Well, I mean, frustrating. Just I mean, it would be. It, I mean, just like we're in Kentucky, so it'd be like a Kentucky Derby horse running. And this horse was run three races, Friday, Saturday, and then you get up to Sunday, and you're like, come on, buddy. And it's like, why is he dragging? Well, I can tell you why. He's already run two more two races ahead of this, so his legs are gone. Um, you know, there's only so much you can do as far as, you know, Maybe getting them back, shut down. getting their legs back underneath them. Um, Peter would so... be pissed. <laughs> Peter's always pissed. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you're right. You know, there's people in this world that I don't think there is anything that would make them happy, and that's one group I think doesn't make them happy. So, mm-hmm. just side note on uh, my random angry whatever. Uh, but anyway, so football. Let's go into football because the basketball talk's going to depress me. Uh, so Austin Reed looking like our starter so far. Uh, 
Matt, you're the stat guy. What do we have to look forward to with Austin Reed? Well, um, if you look at his his past, he has. Um, I mean, he had. You know, everybody talked about Jared Dagey or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, what's Dagey. his name? Yeah, I know. It's definitely not Doge, bud. <laughs> Every time he said it, I'm like, dude, come on, man. Uh, but yeah, Deggy had all these fancy stats. He's bringing back the most yards in NCAA and stuff. Austin Reed came into Division Two, which I have some, I have a couple articles out on him. Um, you know, just kind of trying to break it down because we didn't really talk about him before. Uh, basically, it was announced that that Deggy was transferring because it was kind of assumed that. Maybe Daigle would win the job. But, um, man, he had – I really hadn't looked at him a ton until Daigle transferred, and then I start digging in, and it's like, man, this guy is something. I wish I had a guy, uh, Matt Wickwicky from D2Football.com, at D2Football on Twitter and all that. Um, and this guy reached out, and he says, hey, I know a lot about this guy. You want to talk sometime? I'm like, sure. And uh, he was talking about how he noticed Austin Reed at the D2 National Championship in 2019. And basically, uh, University of West Florida, which is a Division II school, had run through basically like a who's who of uh, Division II football. And, you know, they'd beaten Valdosta State. And they beat, um, I don't know, some other weird French name or something. Um, whatever. <laughs> they... <laughs> And so they're playing uh, Minnesota State Mankato, which, are, weirdly enough, my former boss at College Suites went to Minnesota State Mankato. But anyway, um, they were playing them, and he's watching them warm up, and he's he's talking to man, this guy's got something special. He's throwing like 30-yard outs and hitting the guys in the eyes and throwing bombs like, like they're fades, no big deal. And um, So the guy threw for a ton of yards. He, he only lost five games uh, in college, in his college career. I think it was like 22 and five or something. Um, wow. And, yeah, and every every stop he's ever been at since high school began, as long as he played, they had no more than two losses in a single year. So the guy's really a winner. Um, and I really like everything that I've heard about him. And uh, supposedly he's got a really great arm too. So, I mean – I really like the guy the more that I kind of read into it and like the way that people talk about him, I think that's more important than like looking at his stats or whatever, cause they're nice. Um, but everybody just talks about his leadership and like whenever he talks in an interview, he's talking about like, you know, trying to get guys to come along with him and we've got to get this going and whatever. And it's like, you know, when I think about it, uh, when we were on the Hill, Devin, did we have too many guys that were really like that in the locker room when, you know, Elson, Taggart, whatever were there? I don't think so. Not, you didn't have I don't like either. 15 or 20 leaders on the team that you're just blown away by their vocal ability to, to lead guys. I think there may be four or five. Yeah, you know, exactly. Maybe got into people. And the most in a culture thing. 
Go ahead. Yeah, real quick. The most sure. insane thing that I already love a lot is when he was announced the starting quarterback, basically every single player on the team commented on his Instagram post, just like pouring out support and saying yeah. that they're behind him. He basically already has the locker room, and that's a really, really, really good sign that all of these guys are already behind him 100%. And mm-hmm. that makes it a lot easier for him to be a leader and be a leader of the team and just carry them the direction they need to go. So I thought that was really awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I and, mean, and that helps. That helps a lot. Sorry. I think go ahead. The, that's all right, man. The contrast between how Daigie handled stuff and how Reed did. I mean, as soon as Daigie gets a whiff that he's basically not the starter, he kind of acts a little bit like a baby and goes to Troy and gets his revenge game on October 1st and all that stuff. And I mean, versus Reed who seemingly, I mean, maybe if Reed had lost the job too, I don't know, maybe he would have a meltdown and run off somewhere, but I well, mean, see, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think Deggy had, from the guy. I didn't think Deggy, Doggy, Doji, whatever. I didn't think he had actually like lost the job at that point. I thought he just kind of folded and was like, I'm done the way I understood it, but I might be wrong. Well, I, I talked to a couple people that that pretty much know what's going on, and several people kind of said, you know, Reed. What's interesting is Reed came in right before spring ball, spring practice started, and Deggy was already there. Uh, he committed middle of January, and so Reed came in pretty late, and so in the spring they looked about even. But I wasn't thinking. You know, this guy didn't have any time to do anything. And then when they got in fall camp, I think he just – he was clearly a better one. Yeah, I mean, he just had – like when we saw him in the spring game, he was he had barely been introduced to the offense. And then he works all summer and gets into fall camp, and he's clearly the better quarterback, Option. I think, yeah. from what yeah. I heard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he definitely I, I, earned it, that's for sure. I, I do look forward to seeing him play, honestly, just because of everything I'm hearing. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, how he's how he's going to fare with Western's offense and uh, under Helton's uh, tutelage and uh, under his offensive scheme. Jared, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely really excited to see him as well. And I th- he seems like such a natural leader, too, from what I've seen. And I think he's about as close to as Bailey Zappi as we could. Obviously, he's no, he's not going to break – NCAA records this season, so there's no reason to try Maybe to give year. that uh, <laughs> expectation for him. I wish. I mean, I didn't think that anyone would break Dowdy's record, but Zappy came along and shattered them, so, I mean, you never know. But, I mean, the biggest thing, too, is wide receivers. Of course, losing Tinsley sucks, and, uh, of course, Stearns graduated. So, I mean, we still have some losses at the wide receiver depth, but I'm interested to see who will step up and – do that. I mean, we have Josh Simon coming back from injury, tight end, of course. Belgian did pretty good, so he'll still be around. So having two really solid tight ends is going to be awesome. Um, the offensive line is still a big question for me because losing uh, Cole Spencer to uh, Texas Tech and also Hamby, the um, – coordinator for the offensive line and everything. Who's the guy and that then, went to – somebody went to Ole Miss too, right? Yeah, um, it was uh, – was it Brooks? What's his Mason name? Brooks. I think you're right. Yeah, That's I think it was Mason so. Brooks that went to Ole Miss. Or, uh, and, but we still have yeah. some depth on the offensive line too. I think there's still a couple starters from last season. I've heard a lot of yeah. good things about Rusty Stats and uh, Gunnar Brighton and all of them. So I, I still think that the offensive line can be pretty solid. That'll be what makes or breaks whoever our quarterback is, which it looks like it's going to be Reed. But, I mean, 
I feel like he's as close to Zappy as far as like fitting the offense. Except I think he can run it out a little more too. Am I right to say that, Matt? He can use his legs. Yeah, I, I, uh, and and Zappy. I mean, Zappy was athletic enough. He just didn't run. Yeah. Um, I don't Zappy know if was, they're gonna use. I always think of Zappy like a Tom Brady. No, you're good. I was. I just because he's on the Patriots of, right now. Because of his play style, he's not. The worst thing as and I'm not a Patriots fan, but just Brady. watching. But the worst thing for me with Brady is when Brady tries to take off. Because mm-hmm. he runs like a eight second forty, you know. Me too. And when he takes off, you're like, dude, you're slow. You know, yeah. just don't even run. Uh but when he takes off, you Honestly, know, it's usually a good thing. But Zaps Honestly though Yeah. Go ahead. Zaps a that, Zaps a pocket player. So that's what I'm getting at. But go ahead. He is, but he was more creative, way more like fluid. And he had a few plays where he was basically just directing traffic, like, you know, the alpha male, like, hey, dude, go here, you'll be open. And he yeah. like tells him to move and he does it and throws it across his body and he completes it. When Brandon Dowdy never and Mike White never, ever would have done that stuff. No. And uh, he was the first. Uh, quarterback, well, Piggy T, of course, had positive rushing yards, but um, <laughs> the first real legit passer uh, to have positive rushing yards in a while. Um, and so that's something to be said, even though, I mean, he wasn't a runner, but he could run when he needed to. I think, I think Reed will run a little bit more to answer your question, Jared, but I don't know. Like in, in the spring game, they ran the QBs a lot, but that could have just been them you know, testing the waters, random offense. Yeah. Just kind of putting something on film and, you know, doing a kind of vanilla. Let's see what these guys do. I don't know, but he ran a lot um, in the spring. So for what it's worth, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. Um, It'll be, it'll be very interesting to see. Um, So have a little prediction tonight. What are we thinking for Western versus Austin P? Jared, you go first. Okay. So I don't know if I've mentioned, but I'm actually working over in Springfield, Tennessee now. I transferred stores from Rivergate. So I'm actually, I know a few people that go to Austin P now, but of course they don't watch football. So they they haven't really helped me much. (laughs) But I mean, I have learned more about Austin P than I ever thought I have. I don't even know if I've been to Clarksville before, but I mean, I guess. I mean, they're FCS level, but at the same time, yeah, maybe. Well, it's Clarksville. I don't really care that much. It is the fifth largest. I went to Clarksville for a chess tournament. (laughs) Man, that sounds really invigorating. I was like, did you really play chess, or did you just confuse it and think it was checkers? No, I mean, there's a difference. Dude, I was a legit chess player. For real. Oh my gosh, that's great. That is probably the most shocking thing. I traveled. I traveled to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for the national chess championship, and Screech was there. And apparently, say by the bell. Yeah, he was. So, so the porn star Screech was there, is what I'm hearing. Oh boy! (laughs) Of course, you're going to make that that connection. Thanks, man. (laughs) He was there a bunch of a bunch of little kids. So. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I didn't make that connection, but anyway. Yeah, Jared, your prediction. God damn it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were talking about Austin P. 
Obviously, I mean they're yes, more local. Are. Um, <laughs> they're more local school than some of the FCS teams that we've played in recent years. Of course, we played Chattanooga, and we sh- still should have lost that game. It's like we should have lost against Chattanooga. We got an absolute egregious <laughs> call in our favor to win that game. I'm not complaining, but we should have lost that game. I, I don't know what it is about us and FCS teams that we struggle yeah, immensely like that. central arkansas of course maine almost losing to chattanooga Ugh. i feel like it's always something but with austin p i don't feel that kind of threat just because i mean it's kind of more local it's like obc it's i mean i, I don't really ever hear their football team mentioned with not local national news or anything ever so, I mean, I feel like if they were pretty solid, we would hear at least a little bit more about them. I mean, they talk about MTSU and Murfreesboro for whatever reason all the time, and we know how they are. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, as, I'm not as concerned, but I still think, <laughs> obviously, not. so with my prediction, with my prediction, as much, I still think we'll air it out, obviously. Uh, I think Reed will look pretty solid. I'm not super concerned about scoring points. My biggest question mark is the defense. Losing Malone and a couple other guys. And I, I really want to see who steps up. I heard the defensive line is kind of uh, sus. But I still think that they'll score a little bit on us. But, of course, just with our offense, we'll be able to take control of it. My final score prediction is us, 38, Austin P 17. I think that's fair for a first game with a brand-new quarterback from Division Two. A lot of new coaches, a lot of new players thrown into the roster, 38-17. Matt, what do you got? Yeah, my final score is very similar. Um, I think uh, I think Jared hit some good points. Um, losing, the D, losing some D linemen, we lost more than just uh, Malone. There was also, what's his name, Michael Pitts, I think, was mm-hmm. the guy that was Cincinnati transfer. He had three, or four, three sacks, I think. Um, and obviously Malone, I don't think people appreciate how much that guy did. He seriously, if you watched him, number one, he was like Iggy in terms of like running sideline to sideline, chasing people down. So it was almost like he was an outside linebacker and defensive end that pass rushed. Um, yeah. And he stopped the run up the middle. He would, he could even do a little kind of de tackle stuff. I mean, he's amazing. And he, he was everywhere. All, I mean, yeah, he really was. Um, and he got as a freaking defensive end, he almost had a hundred tackles last year, and he did that multiple years. It's a, yeah. unbelievable what he did as a defensive end. Because like I was comparing in some of my articles and stuff to him to Q Smith. Like Q Smith was a pure pass rusher. I think in his most prolific year, he got forty something tackles. Malone had three seasons that were way more than that. He did so much more yeah. than Q did, and still was the sack guy. So it's a huge loss. I'm I'm worried about the D line. I've heard that that might be the weakest area of the team right now. Maybe um, I'm concerned about the secondary because Kincaid is another producer of 100 tackles a year. Um, so and we lost Beanie Bishop too. I think it was Beanie Bishop. And losing Devin Key. And Devin Key was a, a couple years ago. Yeah. So you're kind of like uh, replacing some huge. Uh, pieces recently. Um, I'm also, honestly, I know this might seem weird, but I am concerned about punter. Um, I think Ellard will be really good. I think he'll be pretty good, but from the spring game, I hope he's, that's not really who he is because he was like kind of shanking. 
and it wasn't that long. I mean, Haggerty, number one, he wasn't used that much because we had such a good offense, but it, it would make a huge difference. You know, it, let's say that Ellard kicks it for 40, even 42 yards a punt, man, that's that's losing seven yards off of what we had last year. So I'm concerned well, I mean, Haggerty about was it. exceptional. He's He was one of the top punters this past week in the CFL. I saw where oh, he was yeah. sharing about that. I mean, he's an exceptional talent. I still he's, think he ought to make his way to the NFL at some point because he's talented. Yeah, he's un, unbelievable. So it really was like a generational, like no one ever comes to Western kicking like that. Um, he was amazing. So we'll see about Ellard. I'm concerned about that. I do think running back is going to be um, – I think it'll be better. It definitely would be tough to be worse than they were last year. Wait, we run the ball? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe with Reed, uh, hopefully they'll run him and run them a little bit more. Maybe we um, should have some zone Reed. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Oh, man. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's just shut down the show after that, man. Uh, <laughs> but God, no, I, I'm going to make that pun so much this season. I hate oh, my it, gosh. Man. But. You know, you you, you want to do zone read, but I think we should do the read option. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes, it. indeed. Nothing? Okay. <laughs> indeed. Okay. So go back to your concerns. We man. already heard. That's all right, man. Um, I do like <laughs> I do like the tight ends because Simon's back and Belgian, even though he's not like mega talented and catching the ball, he found a way to produce last year. So I think they could be really strong, and I think they got there's another guy that they at River Helms or something like that that mm-hmm. they're talking about. So I think they could actually be one of the strongest units on the team, and I think that would if we had had tight ends last year. Imagine how good that offense would have been. We had zero tight ends and zero running backs. So I think those two positions, if they could just be decent, would make a huge. To read and kind of making up for the loss of Zappy. Um, I think I like the offensive line from what I've heard. So, anyway, this is just a couple of thoughts and kind of what I've been hearing and stuff. But I think, I think overall this year we're going to be, uh, I think we'll be pretty good. Um, I don't know if we'll be better than we were last year or anything like that. Um, but hearing everything I've heard about Reed, I like us better than I did. Um, okay. Thinking about us with Deggy versus Reed. So I'm, I think whatever you were thinking before, add a win or two would be my suggestion um, if you're trying to predict what's going to happen. But anyway, with Austin P, I don't see any issue. Um, they lost a bunch of people too. Um, they lost like four of their top five tacklers. So just replacing all that and playing – a team, hopefully a Western team that should be pretty decent. I don't see it being a problem, but again, you don't want to underestimate FCS team because obviously we have before to the tune of like five or six times since 2009. So be careful, but I've got Western at 40. Well, like I think I said 43 to 17 was my, my prediction, but we'll see, man. I'm excited. I, I am too, honestly. Um, I do share your concerns with the players we've lost. Um, but this is going to be a tune-up game, I feel like. You know, we the guys have been smacking their heads against each other, you know, all camp, all spring. 
you know, now it's time to go out and actually hit somebody else and actually, you know, prep for a game, you know, get ready, see how everything's going. And I think Western's going to be okay. Um, is it going to be an awesome performance? No. Is it going to be something, is there going to be hiccups? Yes. Is, you know, things will not go our way and we're just going to have to overcome. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of with you all. Um, I'm going to say 42-20 tops. Um, I think Western's going to do right. pretty good this week. I don't think there's any issues. Uh, so let's uh, let's do some quick talk about some pro tops. Jared, do you want to cover the, talk about it real quick? Yeah. So um, I guess some of the biggest updates is just like our newest addition. So D'Angelo Malone's on the Falcons. Jared Stearns is with Tampa Bay which he's been balling out for them too, which is really good. Uh, he even had a pretty good play against my Dolphins in their first preseason game. So that's been pretty awesome to see, even though he was technically undrafted. He, that would be awesome if he could end up actually being on the 53-man roster. Um, of course, Bailey Zappi is probably the biggest one, obviously, with the Patriots. He's looking pretty solid, honestly. I mean, his first game, he had over 200 yards, touchdown and interception. Um, second game, he looked pretty good too. He did have like a pick six, but I mean, it happens. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> so, um, hey, looking at Zappy, <laughs> I think that he definitely for sure will be on the roster after talking with Jake, uh, with the towel rack, like he's the big Patriots nerd. I hate the Patriots. That's all I know about them. <laughs> it was funny. Like I kept seeing where Bailey Zappy would share something on an Instagram post and like in his stories. And it says that it was unavailable. I'm like, huh, that's so weird. And then I got on the towel rack and it was because it was from the Patriots. Like, I blocked the Patriots Instagram on my normal accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a Dolphins fan for 20 years, it's just kind of your natural instinct. But Zappi's been looking really good for them. I think that he – obviously, it's Mac Jones's job to lose at this point. But Bill Belichick obviously really likes Zappi, or else he wouldn't have taken him at all. And I think that he really wants to give him some playing time – at least a lot in the preseason. He has gotten most of the reps. Um, but, I mean, I, Hoyer is still technically the two guy. Brian Hoyer, he's been in the league forever. He's like a seasoned veteran. Um, so, I mean, he's been learning under him a little bit. Um, I don't really see him playing much this season. Maybe Malone could see the field a little bit. Um, Stearns, I don't know. I mean, Tampa Bay's pretty loaded with wide receivers. They had to just to keep Tom Brady's 45-year-old self capable of playing at an NFL level. So, um, <laughs> is that but, a little bit of Patriots bitterness kind of stuff? Yes, a little bit. A little bit. But 100%. I will say, um, I know Iggy, he's not the TV on, 12 diet. Uh, yeah, Iggy did lose his spot. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. I don't know if he'll end up on like the, um, the other Roth practice squad or, practice or squad. Just, yeah, he'll either end up on that probably or just, on, on another team, hopefully get picked up by somebody. Um, but, I mean, and just in general, plus we have all the guys from the last season. I mean, George Fant, he should be healthy, good to go. I hope he can do well. Mike White, he's got some snaps uh, in preseason a lot. because um, Zach Wilson's injured, yeah. right? Yeah, he got hurt. Not for the season? Well, not for the season, just for the first few weeks, I think. But oh, Flacco is still on the roster. I think they still have somebody else, too. And he hadn't exactly looked super good. I think he used all of his mojo in that game against the Bengals last season and had 400-something yards, <laughs> which is still incredible. <laughs> I will forever 
remember that. I remember being at Roosters with one of my friends just eating lunch after church one day. And we saw where the game was going on. And then we saw Mike was in there and it's like, oh, heck yeah, let's go. And then he just started gunning it out and actually ended up winning that game for them. But he didn't look good outside of that. So I don't know what will happen with that situation, but I hope he can still get some playing time somewhere. But but overall, I, I really love the new pro tops that we have in. I just hated Zappies on the Patriots, obviously. A lot, but as much as I hate it, I mean Belichick is probably the best person he could learn under in the NFL. Like the fact that he is lucky enough to be a quarterback and to go learn from someone who literally made Tom Brady what he is for the most part is something that he'll have the rest of his life, regardless of how his career turns out. And I hope it's a good NFL career. He definitely is. It, I mean, it's his rookie season, first time ever doing it. I think he could. Maybe get some playing time somewhere one day. I really hope he does. Who, so just hopefully not who has a better career, Bailey Zappi or Tua Tungabailoa? God. <laughs> See, <laughs> Bailey Zappi. Probably. Because <laughs> the thing is, is that every time I have any type of expectations for the Dolphins, it's worse than WKU basketball. Like, it's actually worse. Like, the one, the only yeah, jerseys is. I have, I have a freaking Dante Culpepper jersey from when he was on the Dolphins, and he played six games before getting hurt and then never signed with it again. I also have a Ricky Williams jersey, and he ended up getting suspended from the NFL because of weed. And uh, he's still smoking. Like, so what if I, if you want me to curse a player, I just tell me to buy their jersey, and they're done. Their career's done. I should have bought a Tom Brady jersey years ago. You should have. Yeah, but I mean, I really hope Tua can get it done this year. They have Tyree Kill, they have Jalen Waddle, they have all these amazing wide receivers. Two of the fastest wide receivers in the entire NFL. All he has to do is just all he has to do is throw it in the middle of the field for fifty yards in hopes that one of them catches it somewhere down there. So if he can figure that out, I think that the Dolphins could probably go eight and nine and miss the playoffs again, like they normally do. (laughs) Uh, So speaking of. Speaking of Pro Tops, I watched something the other day. I want to kind of go off the rails for a couple minutes here. I watched something the other day called um, Untold Stories or something like that on uh, Netflix. And it was with uh, Manteo Tio. Is that right? Manteo. Manteo, Manteo, yeah. Yeah. That was a really interesting story. To hear his uh, side of the story. Yes. To hear of the catfish (laughs) story that happened to him and all that. I mean, of course, you know, even looking back on it, he's like, nobody, you know, he's like, of course people know what catfishing is now, but we had no idea what it was back then. And it's like, you know, you're, he, he does have a point, so to speak. I mean, the guy that did it to who catfished him, like, he, he you'll have, you need to watch it. But to me, it's like, you're just an attention whore. You just want attention, and so that's why you did this, and that's why you're doing this interview now. And because he even got, he talks on camera, he she it talks on camera, and it's just a very interesting story, and you know, just not something that I was was not expecting. How about that? Uh, very interesting, and uh, I definitely think uh, it's worth checking out if if you. Uh, and it really affected his life. Um, it, I think he was projected first round. He ended up going second round. And it's just one of those things that you 
I don't know if the Cat Fisher thought it was going to affect him as much as it did, but it did. I mean, it really messed, it messed up his future, his career. And I mean, he still did go pro, but I don't think he lasted very long. Um, Is he already out of the league? I don't know. I think so. I think so. Okay. Uh, wow. He's not on a team. I'll say that. How about that? Gotcha. That's wild. I remember when all that was happening. That was interesting. Were you like middle school? What? God, I don't remember. What year was it? <laughs> Uh, two thousand, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. I was like a freshman in high school. Yeah, see, still makes me feel old as I'll get. When Devin probably graduated college. <laughs> no, that was that was just within the past few years. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, one hundred four five, the zone in Nashville. They did a. I think the the fake girlfriend's name was like Lene Kakua or something like that. Yes, it was. And, uh, Good call. They would do this. They would do the Lene Kakua high school game of the week so they would make up one set of high school's names and they'd have this guy from new york guess which school was fake <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so he would always get it wrong uh you know it'd be like fern creek and you know baptist school of uh knoxville or something or whatever and he'd have to guess uh, which which matchup was fake or whatever is pretty funny. So. That's funny. That is really funny. <laughs> That's yeah, really might funny. Might as well stomp on the guy's uh, grave, so to speak. They did actually. Um, they actually did do a. Uh, they showed um, Sam uh, on our uh, on the tower rack. Uh, he was actually talking about a Northern Kentucky high school did a uh, Manta Teo girlfriend night, and they gave away bobbleheads, and it's an empty box. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they showed it on the episode. I was like, that is oh hilarious. Yeah, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> yes. And I mean, can you imagine being him though? I mean, it's his senior season. The poor guy dedicated the season to this girl person and that's your first mistake. Yeah, and it's and it, it, he uh, dedicated it to her and his grandma. And you're just like, what the heck? You know, poor guy. Was his grandma um, real? Obviously, his grandma was real. But, <laughs> but like, how big of a it. hey? How big? How big of a you know? Uh, how you know? How awful of a person are you if you're a catfish? Is to end the relationship saying you died on the same day this guy's girlfriend or his grandma died. Oh God! Yeah, see, I don't yeah, know like, all the background that story. A, I don't yeah. remember all that. Wow. Yeah, so... Yeah, I need to watch um, that. Okay, so real quick, uh, we were going to talk quarterbacks at the end, but we kind of already did. So uh, just real quick game day info. Uh, obviously, we're playing Austin P Saturday. Uh, the game time is 12 noon Eastern time, 11, p- uh, 11 a.m. Central time. Uh, it is going to be on CBS Sports Network. The game's going to be in Bowling Green. So if you're in the area, go to the game, enjoy it. And I it's going to be nice. Eight. Check out the hey. big red bundle they've got. It's like a I think it's six hundred bucks, and you get four tickets for football, basketball, and women's basketball. Um, super awesome deals. One of the deals had in a long time. Check it out. Support they should the have tops. called it the recession special, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, that's a, that's actually a really good idea. Um, 
But the heck um, of a deal, man. Yeah, that's three season tickets really for four people for like six hundred bucks. Yeah, and if Todd would sponsor the podcast, I'd be glad to put a spot in for him. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> six hundred bucks. Hey, you can go to the game. You can go four tickets. Um, and if you want, you could probably scalp the other ticket if you only got three or two and you'd be set for the rest of the year. Uh, but anyway, uh, as always guys like share and subscribe, we appreciate your support. Uh, I've gone a few minutes over what I actually aim for every year, but with so much stuff to talk about tonight, I knew we were going to go over. Um, but as always guys, uh, catch us here next week. And as always go tops, go tops, go tops. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah, I'll see you. Yeah, man.